0: Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. Cast, cast, cast. New news about music and sports every
1: week, sometimes. Welcome back. Here we are, episode 60, episode David Andrews. We got a very special guest today. We got Aztec, uh, half of Hybrid Thoughts, one half of Hybrid Thoughts.
2: Uh, technically it's like a A, a third, quarter, I guess A quarter, all right <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, uh, but
2: as The rotating loop <laughs>
1: Uh, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm good, man Just Living that quarantine life, you know yes. Oh, yeah Like we all are
1: Yes, thanks to Big shout-outs to Zoom for Allowing yeah, us to no do this
2: Yep Yeah, Zoom, uh, sponsor
0: us
1: okay, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, so Let's, uh well, let's get into some, uh, some background about you, uh, for, mm-hmm. the, for those that don't know. Um, so as I said, hybrid thoughts, you've all, you got a lot on your, uh, on your accolades list. Um,
2: let's, all that uh, means is I'm old man. That's all that means.
0: <laughs> yeah. Big <laughs> resume. Yeah. <laughs> Just,
2: um, well, let's, uh,
1: well, when, if, uh, if you're looking on Spotify, um, the first song you noticed features Relentless, The Tangible, and Cannabis. So let's talk about that, how you, uh, how you rocked with Cannabis first.
2: Uh, well, that was like, um, that was kind of, to be honest, that was kind of random. Uh, so the last project I put out was a strictly uh, vinyl release, because uh, I've been like a vinyl collector my whole life. But um, that was done with a producer who's like a not hip-hop producer at all, who's a dark ambient slash kind of like electronics producer. Yeah. Um, a dude named Mindspawn. He was part of a group called Dirty Vegas. Uh, back in like the late nineties, early two thousands, they had like a Grammy-winning song. It was called "Days Go By." Like, yep. Now it's like used on like every Mitsubishi commercial on the planet. But um, <laughs> uh, we ended up doing like a strictly vinyl release, so that wasn't like put out on streaming things or anything like that. Just like vinyl stores all have it, but that's literally the only place you can get it. Yeah, um, I was gonna say
1: um, when you when you go to your Spotify, uh. You, there's only there's only a few songs on there. Well,
2: the f- uh, the funny thing is, is uh, I have like, there's like three different names I'm under on Spotify. Um, the main one is not that that one with uh the cannabis joint on it. The main one is listed under uh Aztec from Hybrid Thoughts. That oh, one okay. has like uh that one has like almost eight thousand monthly listeners. The one you're talking about, like was literally just used for the singles off that vinyl thing, because uh, I was. I that was, was put out say- under a different label so they actually like put me out under a different name because it was like a totally different kind of album like wasn't like a hip-hop album so yeah. it's kind of like a separate kind of name which is the reason cannabis was on that one was um it was more of like a darker album like i've been trying to work with cannabis for a long time because we actually we did a bunch of shows together like like way back and uh he actually stayed with my brother in cali for a oh, while this this was back in like probably like 2004 2005 cannabis stayed on my brother's couch for like a weekend like uh wow damn we were um planning on doing something then it just never really made sense until this this last project so we made it happen for that dope
1: and um uh, and speaking of which you know you've um uh, not and this isn't um you know this isn't another way to call you old but you've been around a long uh a long time i mean i can yeah. remember growing up <laughs> growing up and uh when i was like you know 13 14 15 um uh, and i knew the name um i hadn't met you yet but i knew the name uh, yep. for sure and um you know you've always been a staple in um i mean to me a staple in the new england scene um but also um i mean you travel a lot do do shows a lot uh what uh what spend your uh Favorite tour? Um, I know you've done some uh, tours overseas and everything. Um, what's been your favorite uh, tour overall, I guess?
2: I mean, my favorite place to to rock, like, outside of, like, New England, I guess, is, uh, honestly, the West Coast, uh, Cali. Um, yeah. The crowd out there is just mad receptive of, like, the kind of stuff I do, you know? Like, you know, we live on the East Coast, which is real, like, kind of gritty. Known for the gritty stuff and all that, you yeah. know what I mean? But uh, I've always been more of, like, the native tongues kind of guy, like, jazzy kind of hip-hop, like, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. even though they're from the East Coast, you know, that style is more, like, kind of accepted on the West Coast, because, you know, especially in the underground, where you had cats, like, Freestyle Fellowship and all those dudes who kind of, like, kept that, like, freestyle battle era kind of scene open. And well, that's yeah. kind of, like, where I've always kind of fit in the most, you know what I mean? Well,
1: because and uh, you bring up the battles too. I mean, grind time, New England.
2: Um, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: that, well, that um, you know, I I remember going to those shows back in the day. You know, uh, even yeah. when I, you know, I wasn't of age, but I was able to get in. You know, uh, but but you know, you um, uh, I mean, that paved the way for a lot of what uh, what's going on in New England nowadays. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you see the battle scenes getting bigger and people starting up their own leagues and everything. I mean, you know, you kind of. You put
2: in the legwork with. I um, yeah, appreciate you know. that, man. Um, the whole thing with like uh, the battle scene, you know, it's it's changed so much that like now I still watch battles and stuff like that. But like the scene has changed to a point where I don't even really feel like it's, you know, even like in the same kind of like bracket of the reason it started or like the purpose of it. Like back in like the freestyle you know battle era days, which is what I originally like was involved in. Um, you know, cats battle to promote their music mainly. You know what I mean? Or you know, like you yeah. had your freestyle battle to promote your music. Now you have battle rappers that just strictly have careers as battle rappers, you know. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, crazy getting paid like ten thousand dollars to battle and stuff. It's you know
1: it's it has like, changed.
2: It's changed out, so bro. much.
1: It's definitely it's cool. changed so much, but like those uh I mean, even those battles back in the day, I mean like, you know. You still, uh, I mean, even like the Shark Tank we talked about before. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you were, you've always been around. Like, I mean, like I said, you've been a staple in the scene. You know, you always. And, and you know when you know when you're there, it's it's something. It's like a respectable show. You know, it's um, like I um, I don't know. I don't uh, I don't know how to put it like. Oh, you go to the good shows. You know what I'm saying? I guess, like, like I've uh, been to
2: some pretty bad shows, man. But, but yeah. oh well, you know. But,
1: but uh, yeah, we, you know, nah, you know. I mean, for the most part, you know, you're you're well respected around the scene, and it's. Um, I mean, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm sorry for Thank such a I'm sorry for such a, uh, a jumping right in introduction. I didn't to, ah, it's uh, all good, man. I didn't, I didn't mean to shake the room there you know
0: so uh no that's that's perfect i mean i think that was a great intro and that that actually is a good segue for a thought i had was um so you you helped kickstart a lot going on in the scene especially locally and you uh you said you've been to a lot of bad shows but uh eastman says you've been to a lot of the good shows so i'm curious what uh is over the years have you seen And are you taking some of those best practices and like, have you found that these days there aren't as many bad shows uh, because of those things like you've picked up or seen not work and some people fall off and others people shoot up. So you can kind of take like hybrids of, of what works. And I guess just how have you adapted in in the game?
2: Right. Um, I mean, show wise, I mean, it's, it's really tough to call because you know, show wise, you kind of just, you know, you get a call, you get booked (sighs) for a show and you just kind of show up and do your thing. You know what I mean? But um. As far as, like, generally speaking shows, I mean, they've, they've changed like crazy, man. Like, um, you know, you talk, like, back in, like, late 90s, even, like, early 2000s, you know, you'd go to a show at the Middle East, right, and uh, there'd be, like, three acts on the bill. And then, you know, you'd have, like, the headliner, you know, say, like, a GZA or, like, somebody like that. You'd have a headliner, then you'd have two maybe opening acts, but those two opening acts would be cats that, like, were really known on the underground. Like you'd have headliner, then you'd have like acrobatic and esoteric opening. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the shift, which some people hate on the shift, but in my opinion it was a good shift. It shifted to, you know, there being four or five opening acts on the bill. And, you know, you get to see more, you know, more of a scene develop. You know, I think that had a big hand in actually developing a scene. A lot of people will say it's oversaturated or whatnot, but like it really helped kind of develop the Boston hip-hop scene because, I mean, hip-hop in general has grown so much, but, like, when you think of, like, you know, there was always that tight-knit, you know, community of MCs where it's, like, if you weren't in this circle, you weren't getting seen on stage, where now it's, like, it's just more of an opportunity for people to kind of get involved and grow, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, the only thing, I saw you guys interview with Weeds, and he kind of touched on it perfect, it was, like, the importance of, you know, shows is just kind of making... Sure, it all kind of works cohesively with you know you're, like your opening acts and the headliner you know right I've been to shows where you know, for instance uh hybrid thoughts uh we did a show with Smith and Wesson this is probably like four or five years ago, and uh I don't think the promoter really understood what' who Smith and Wesson was, you know they're like super fucking army fatigue fucking do push ups you know, <laughs> but like um, yeah. yeah. They had this really flashy guy kind of open up, and it was, dude, it was really sad to see, man. Like this crowd started like, you know, chucking ice at him and throwing the drinks at him, and this is at the Middle East where you you don't really see that that much, you know. And this is for the opener, damn. That's yeah, exactly. And um, it's funny because if you actually go on YouTube when you search Hybrid Thoughts, one of the first videos that comes up is Hybrid Thoughts saves the show because we uh we ended up going on right before Smith and Wesson, and instead of doing a set we literally just freestyled for like 20 minutes and like kind of forced the crowd to kind of like respect that some real hip hop type shit was going on. So, uh, yeah, that's dope. You know, moments like that, you know, happen. That's kind of the
4: beauty of hip
2: hop, man. You know, you don't really get that out of a lot of other genres of music.
4: Right. Was that the same show? with?
0: with Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Same show. It probably made it. I mean, if you're going on after the dude who got ice thrown at him, it can't go worse than that. So, yeah, least- I
2: mean, <laughs> there was definitely that like anxiety period going on. Like, they're already pissed off, man. You know, yeah. we're not Smith and Wesson, so <laughs> they don't want to see us either. But it's true. All you got to do is up. be like, Are you ready for them? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Get them hyped up, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. You know? But, uh, it's so speaking
4: is uh, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. That was good. Did you guys tune into the Benno you know, Edo G Instagram live? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Last night? I did. What would you think about it? Uh,
2: I mean, I'm biased. you know. I mean, Edo's, Ed-O's my homie, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know... I mean, Benzino I'll, I'll, Ed-O's, I'll this, take like, Edo's
4: music over Benzino's, yeah, personally. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, that's yeah. a
2: given to me. But I will 100%, say, like, a lot of people 100%. kind of have a vision of Benzino just because of the dumb shit he's done, like, outside yeah. of his music. You know, he's definitely had a hand in a lot of classic records that came out of here.
4: But, yeah,
2: I mean, you know, his personality has kind of trumped all that. You know, it's, it's rubbed you know? people the
4: wrong way. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean,
2: but I mean, it's—I was watching it with my wife actually, and like the way, yeah. the best way I explained it was—you know, you're comparing, like, yeah, Benzino's got a lot of classic joints, but just when you hear the contrast between the two, like, Edo just has like that classic hip hop sound, which is like, yeah. Kind of unbeatable, especially when you're going head to head with, you know, the more mainstream, more, you know, not to say like RSO and Made Men or all that were mainstream, but like definitely yeah. had more of like a pop appeal where Edo's was like straight hip hop, you know? It's
4: yeah, straight hip hop, underground hip hop. Yeah. yeah.
2: Like that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. So,
4: right. To Absolutely. me, it was no
2: contest, you know?
4: Yeah. No, I, I, it was over before it started to me. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm third on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, it, it was great though. Like I, I saw like, I mean, a lot of people tuned into it, obviously. And I saw in the comments, there were just like a ton of names that I recognized just around the New England scene. Like oh, yeah. It was kind of like everyone tuned
2: in. Yeah, it spawned like four different generations too. You had like the young cats, the new cats, the the older cats right. were all in there last night.
4: It was kind of cool to see. It kind of brought everyone Definitely. together. 100%. Yeah.
2: 100%. For sure. So, Hybrid Thoughts, how did, uh, how did you guys come together? Uh, um, so, Hybrid Thoughts originally formed – and I want to say 1999, I want to say. Um, I started in 98. Hybrid Thoughts definitely came a year or two after. But uh, it was a completely different group than it is now. You know, I was always kind of, you know, the nucleus. But um, it's, you know, it's gone through a whole ton of different members, you know. Um, so I'd say like 99, around that time we started. Uh, we all grew up in the North Shore originally. Um you know uh okay. and I was kind of running the running the tracks around the north shore, you know cats like relentless you know stmac uh yep. You know, yep those you know those are like the people I really came up with and uh you know hybrid thoughts did their thing around there for you know a few years, and then I started kind of making the move uh you know down here to the south shore, and I started messing with uh you know a lot of the cats down here. And that kind of helped, kind of, you know, not to fucking pat myself, but I kind of helped bridge the gap between the North and the South Shore. Um, oh, for sure. I, I ended yeah. up joining a group with a bunch of cats down here. I don't know if you guys remember the Gutterheads. Yeah, oh, but, Yeah. It was uh, myself, oblivious, you know, hectic, uh, right. P-Row. You know, a bunch of cats. Was a whole squad. And, and like, it kind of like cemented me like here, you know, like I started making music with cats down here. Then I ended up moving down here and I've been living here for over a decade. So. You know, it's, I've kind of like transplanted myself to being a South Shore cat now. But, um,
4: but our hybrid thoughts,
2: you know, we, uh, during that time where I first started coming down here, we kind of went our separate ways cause we are kind of different directions we were going and some cats stopped rhyming, joined the military, all those kinds of things. And, um, once I started kind of getting more into like, you know, being out there, um, you know, I reached back out to a few cats I, I started with, you know, we started kind of Playing with the idea of bringing hybrid thoughts back, and then kind of came into full fruition. And then we started working with uh, my man Yuki Monologue, uh, who's from Japan. Uh, he lives here as a professor at Berkeley. But uh, him and his wife, uh, saucy lady, you know, we started working with them, and they kind of ended up branching together as like a new hybrid thoughts. And that's kind of how the whole Japan connect happened. And it's kind yeah. of just been just been that now, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you worked with many Berkeley musicians, or did was that just? A- um,
2: I actually work with them, like, constantly, but uh, more for, like, for live shows, you know. Uh, like, my producer, Yuki, since since he's a professor, they, you know, kind of, like, has people on call. So, like, if you see us rock with, like, a live band, it's, like, a different drummer every time, a different guitarist every time, you know. But they're all from, they're all from Berkeley, you know. Yeah, Mainly, and
0: session know. musicians are, like, I the most talented people I think anywhere like to, to be able to like they're just reading they're hearing notes and knowing exactly what they are just not like as if you're reading anything you you've read in your life like it's it's that fluent cool. and um and I mean I'm sure you know like just that is so key especially in live performances they can yeah pick things
2: I mean up. I don't even like performing like regular hip-hop anymore like I have to like having a band behind yeah. you is a whole nother thing you know and
4: it changes and everything it's just up. it's just yeah. like you
2: know the intricacies like involved in like working with a band is, is so like mind blowing sometimes when you don't yeah. even have to really say anything to them but they kind of just know where to stop where to pick you up you know
4: where yeah. to drop
2: out to like let you accent more and things like that. You exactly. You don't really get you can get that with a DJ but the DJ has to know you and know your music. Yeah. You know I mean, whereas like a band can kind of just feel it organically mm-hmm. and right. you know move in and out. I always did the two DJs so started using bands I now.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I always say, like, if you're watching a band, like, look at how the bassist and the drummer, they're, like, usually talking. Like, they're in conversation, like, while they're playing a song just because it's that type of groove. I mean, if they're good, not everyone, sometimes people are focusing on their instrument. But, uh, I mean, just uh, obviously we're going to get into the Japan part of that, but Berkeley caught my ear. It's just, like, it's, I always say, like, uh, working with high-caliber musicians, I mean, has a lot to do with coming out with a high-quality product.
2: Yeah, yeah no, it makes absolutely. a world of a difference, man. Yeah.
4: So you mentioned before the podcast, we talked about it a little bit, that you've uh, mm-hmm. done soundtracks for anime shows. Mm-hmm. How'd that come about?
2: Um, yeah, um, so far I've worked on, I'm working on my fourth right now. But, um. so I want to say it was 2015 when we started working with uh, Yuki, the producer from Japan. And... um. We started uh, just kind of making a, what ended up just being a Hybrid Thoughts album. It took a while, but it was like a completely like shift for us. You know, we had already been around for 20 years at that point almost. And, um, you know, at that point we kind of just shifted our entire sound to almost get pushed in a new place, like as a whole new group, even though we're all kind of old. But um, Japan, you know, we ended up uh, signing a deal with this label in Japan for this album. Uh, which we started working on in like 2015, 2016 and it came out 2017. It was called Monologue Presents Hybrid Thoughts. Um, And that kind of set a foundation for Hybrid Thoughts in Japan Yeah. where like um, I actually posted the memory the other day. uh, It was one week. uh, This is kind of when it all kind of came clear for me that, you know, I've like I said, I've been an underground artist in in Boston for 20 years and it's kind of just kept me at a standstill, right? And then literally in japan for less than a year we um we were working for more than that but less than a year we put this out and uh i get a picture at like one o'clock in the morning one day of us on the stands at tower records going head to head with kendrick lamar when he put the damn album out like that wow. week yeah. you know, the top four albums wow. was like there was a jazz hip-hop album that was number one uh hybrid thoughts was number two and then uh kendrick and run the jewels were three and four that wow. week
4: no you know, shit, so that's incredible. There was one, there was
2: actually one day where we beat Kendrick Lamar on the jewels. Uh, that's how I. That's it. amazing. And I will talk about that day for the rest of my life. Yeah, I game. Game. Yeah. it lasted a day, but it's all good. You
4: know? So, what do you, what do you attribute that to? Being able um, to get that, that kind of exposure out there.
2: To be honest, it's, it's like, honestly, I don't even really know how to fully explain it. It's just because you know, as long as I've been making music here, I've never had like a machine behind me pushing. Me. I did over there, and we did over there, you know, and um, I think a lot of that is a tribute to, to, like, the different taste in music, really, because Japan, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, pop culture is crazy in Japan, but when it comes to, like, music, especially hip-hop heads, they're not really into, like, the... Pop the, into like the more like kind of underground hip hop over there. Yeah, it's I've big,
4: heard that about a lot of different countries. Europe, Japan, like, Euro, like, Europe's Europe. that way too. Yeah. yeah, they're more into the underground stuff. Like there are a lot Ooh, of rappers, man. there are a lot of American rappers, underground rappers who are more popular in Europe than they are here.
2: Oh, for sure, This underground rappers even from Boston that right. you know, can't sell out a hundred person venue here. But like Edo, going, Edo so goes like, over at, to Edo Europe, right? To Denmark can sell out a 500 capacity right. Venue and nothing. Right, you know, here it's tough to even fill the Middle East upstairs now. You know? Yeah yeah but um but yeah so that created like a foundation for us in japan and kept us kind of circulating and from that uh our producer yuki got a job with uh toho animation which is uh, an anime company that puts out like everything they've put out like dragon ball z and cowboy bebop and all these big name animes and um are you an anime uh, fan yeah growing up i was definitely i mean i'm a I'm a nerdy Asian kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> so prior
0: to that connection, you already had like some interest in anime. So that must have helped at least as yeah, far as sure. knowing how to score.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um uh so like it started with like um the there was this first show it was called Kekai Sensa and in America it's called uh Blood Blockade Battlefront. And um the first season, Yuki kind of handled the score. And uh, Saucy, who's a singer in our group, she had a solo track on the soundtrack and then uh, came around to season two and uh, Yuki handled the score again. And this time they wanted like uh, a hip hop track. So myself and Paranorm, who are you know, two members of Hybrid Thoughts, we uh, got called in to do uh, a song, it was a song called Block Scholars. And um, it was used on the first episode of the second season of that show. And that was the first one. And, like, um, you know, we just went in there. We didn't really have a concept or anything. They just told us to write and rap to this beat. So we did. And then we didn't really think nothing of it. We didn't know it was, like, a real anime. We didn't know if it was, like, some low-budget kind of whatever. You know, we did it, you know. I mean, not to be a dick, but, you know, we got, we got a paycheck. We went in there. We recorded and we left. And then we started seeing promo for the anime come out. We're like, oh, this is, like, a real, like, actually, like, you know, huge kind of thing. And that came out, and from that, you know, so many people dug the hip... You know, hip-hop and anime have kind of always gone hand-in-hand, hand, you know? You think with, like, the Riza and the Afro Samurai stuff and all that? Right, yeah. Um, so they really dug that, and then um, another show came along called Dr. Stone, and uh, this one was when uh, the production team from Japan flew to Boston to work uh, on the soundtrack with Yuki, and they called us in for that. And this one, you know, was even bigger it was like uh this one is actually on adult swim now it's been on adult swim um and they uh and this one was a lot different too because they didn't want like straight hip-hop on this one they wanted they wanted us rhyming but we were rhyming over like weird like score music you know like orchestra kind of stuff and a lot of different stuff and uh we ended up on six songs on that soundtrack it was uh the whole crew too like myself Paranom, cass saucy Yuki, we were all on that and um that one awesome. got even bigger, like, um, like the numbers you see, like on my Spotify, when you go to the Aztec from hybrid thoughts, Spotify, like people keep talking about how high my numbers are, but that is, I can't even like take credit because that is a hundred percent because of that soundtrack. And like, you know, I think like one of the, one of the vids on YouTube has like almost a million hits on it now. And it's like my solo Damn. track from the soundtrack. And, you know, it, these anime fans continuously make playlists and stuff like that. And, keeps it like circulating like crazy and now you know it's got to the point where if toho animation needs any kind of like hip-hop or rapping they're calling us now and hell yeah um, i just you're there
1: you're there guys
2: the the hip-hop guys for sure Uh, yep they uh we just well i just uh started uh about four or five nights ago working on another one but uh this one is actually the first one where i'm not actually physically rapping on it i'm actually just writing for it now um, okay. and it's uh it's definitely different but it's a lot of like weight lifted off my shoulders because you know i can write something for somebody and then they can kind of interpret it the way they see fit you know because the people i'm writing for are actually from japan and don't really technically speak english you know so it's they're kind of just imitating the sounds i'm doing so mm. it makes it a little easier and um you know i'll take i'll take that kind of work every day man you know there you go it's much easier than you know racking my brain trying to write an album now you know so it's yeah
3: you know, yeah it's
2: and a hey i more just beneficial
1: too <laughs> before we get much further you brought up the spotify again and i do feel like i disrespected you i'm sorry <laughs> no, about no, no, that no, uh no no, no no i was like because that's honestly that i was honestly, like, that, that's, I was not, like
2: that, that's that's so commonly done like because people will look me up and like what which one is fucking you i see like four different names here and like well, that when to I do look with like being things getting put out under different labels, you know, and yeah. like every label kind of wants to make as much yeah. as they can off you. So they're making their own sector of me, not all these yeah, different right, right. you know what I mean? So like, uh, some, the some of them have failed miserably, you know what I mean? But,
1: well, uh, it was, it's funny. That was like, I don't know if it was, it was the first one. And I'm pretty sure it was the only one that popped up when I looked at it. I don't know. I, wow. But I was like, cause I remember it. I was like, I know you. It, put out like way more songs than this and I've heard more songs than this so I don't know why it's only got two songs but I'm like what the?
2: yeah no that that was one of the ones that didn't do very well uh, not 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 attributed to me at all you know but um no yeah but that was uh, that was the one you're thinking of is the one that says Aztec E, I think yeah and, uh, they uh, you know that was for the mainly like one project that I did yeah that vinyl project so yeah, speaking
1: definitely. of speaking of vinyl like you know um and you know hybrid thoughts starting up in 99 you being around 98 obviously you grew up in like i don't know what what a lot of people would classify as the golden era it was <laughs> when you were coming up uh, back in the essence of hip-hop and um you know how did um what do you uh, obviously hard work uh but what else
2: do you attribute to your longevity Uh, honestly, as corny as it sounds, just like the love I have for the culture, man, you know, um, I was, before I was a rapper, I was even, I was a B-boy, you know what I mean? Like I was breakdancing before I was rhyming. So like, you know, it kind of, you know, that kind of naturally put me in a certain kind of position with hip hop, you know, where, um, plus the neighborhood I grew up in was, you know, immersed in hip hop. Like every kid who grew up in the projects would tell you the same thing, you know, you're, especially during that era, you're immersed in hip hop, you know, nonstop. And, um, that's pretty much it was always just like there was nothing else that really, you know, there's a handful of things that have stuck with me through life. There's hip hop, you know, there's fucking comic books, martial arts and probably like pro wrestling. That's what I've watched my entire life. Those are the things that have stuck with me. And that's pretty much it. You know? yep. So like uh, out of those things, I'm clearly not going to, you know be a pro wrestler, I'm not gonna be a comic book writer, you know. So uh <laughs> hip hop's kind of although I almost became a pro wrestler at one point. But uh Oh really? No uh, shit. Yeah. I, I had signed up to go to Killer Kowalski School of Wrestling and I took like two bumps and I was like no way <laughs> not, <laughs> not happening. But um yeah, but yeah hip hop's just not. been just been it for me, you know. Um Yeah yeah yeah. Whether it was, you know, B boying, rhyming, you know, just being involved in the scene, you know. There was yeah, times I mean, where I took breaks from music and I was just, like, a, a scenester. you know what I mean? I was just always around, you know? People always saw me around, like... You talked to Acrobatic, you were like, I remember you were trying to sneak in shows when you were 16 years old, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I was that old-school, like that, that old-school vibe where, like, I would literally stand outside of the Middle East as a teenager and try to hand these dudes my, my cassette tapes and, like, burn CDs and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, which is actually how... Uh shout out to my man Hectic. That's actually how we got on our first Middle East show. Was we didn't get booked. We stood outside of the back door. Uh it was when Jedi Mind Tricks were like on their second tour ever. We stood at the man, back door did. and like threw music at Vinny Paz and uh Just Allah at the time and they put us on just due to the uh <laughs> you know the hustle. That we had. Yeah.
4: So long that's the kind of stuff you don't
2: see anymore because you don't really need to see that anymore, you know, if you got some change you know, yeah, yeah
0: true. we've mentioned that with uh, on the podcast with social media and just yeah. the different lanes you can take to get recognized it's it's not just about crazy that, man uh, you know
2: mm-hmm. I, I i uh for a while i was actually a high school teacher i was a high school music teacher and um i always i always told my students you know you guys like you guys have no excuse you can push a button and get your shit out to you know millions of people i used to literally right. have to you know go to downtown crossing with a backpack and you know, hey, beg people to give me like right. literally three dollars for and a not CD. and not
4: reach nearly as many people as you not would now. Be you lucky know, lucky posting if, shit if online.
2: Shit that right, mm-hmm. right. Crazy. Different days, man. But yeah, so it's, it's w- a good thing, though. I think.
0: Oh yeah, I think as far. I mean, look, right now we're able to do a podcast. And yeah, we're all exactly. in different Places, <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, but sorry, I want to I want to just uh, rewind it back a little bit back to the anime i had a just like a two-parter question uh for scoring um first it starts off with an opinion uh because i know some animes will do this and a couple examples are like full metal alchemist and brotherhood and then dragon ball z and dragon ball z kai um do you have a favorite on either one of those like if you're familiar with them um and it, have you ever been involved in a project where uh the score was a show that existed so there was a score an existing score and are you supposed to mimic that or is there like a, a new breath you're supposed to put into it you know like I'm just curious because I, I don't know if every anime does that or I know mm-hmm. that it's it's kind of a uh, fan bases can kind of push for reboots so they they happen so every so often so I was just for curious.
2: sure um well so far what I've worked on honestly like every single one that I've worked on has been uh, originally a manga that was adapted to an anime so okay. I haven't worked on any reboots yet or even anything that the only thing that existed was, uh, the first one I did was season two to a show. So I did have the first season to kind of go off and like what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of music they, they called for and that, which was like the jazzy hip hop stuff, which would I do anyways. Um, out of the ones you named full metal alchemist is definitely my joint. Um, you know, I was always a dragon ball head too, but, um, I was always more into like the kind of different kind of older slash more obscure animes like, uh, like tokyo godfathers and like um ninja scroll you know those kind of joints and uh you know the old kind of weird more like samurai-ish like when anime was more geared towards like martial art like ninja kind of stuff
3: Mm. then it's kind of you
2: know grown to like you know everything from high school to like you know fantasy lands and you know the last one i did was about post apocalypse you know and it was uh you know, you definitely don't have to search for content because animes are so full of content, anyways. You know, like I said, these ones are based off a of manga, so I could read three pages of the manga and know what it's about, and kind of just go off on a tangent. So yeah, it, it, that's what I mean about making it a little easier because when I'm writing a song for like a regular album, you know, I have to sit down, think of a concept, think of this, that, and the other, and then you know, start writing, and hopefully something comes out of it. Whereas this, I have something exact to write about and something exact to rap about, so. It's just a, it's just a lot easier, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather keeps just...
3: you
1: <laughs> keeps you in like the the uh, like not not like a but like when they say you go down a YouTube rabbit hole, it keeps you in the same rabbit mm-hmm. hole the whole time. You know, you like tunnel vision. You know.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And just glides over the paper,
2: huh? Yes, sir.
1: So what's uh? I I know uh, we had talked about this a little bit, uh, but uh, so you just uh, you release some stuff and then you had to pull it back. Uh, but yeah. what's uh, what's up next for uh, Hybrid Thoughts and you? As uh, aside from the anime, what's up? Like as uh, as far as straight music, what can we? Uh, yeah. What can the what can the people expect?
2: Um, so I'm hoping to well before all this, you know pandemic shit happened uh we're planning on doing another hybrid thoughts album this year um now it's kind of up in the air if it's going to be able to be finished this year or not and uh everybody's kind of working on and the thing about like this happening is now i've kind of got hit with more anime work which yeah. is probably going to take me through the rest of the year uh honestly uh well i'm hoping it will and uh but i'm hoping to, to put some stuff out you know whether it be hybrid thoughts stuff or solo stuff i'm um, Supposed to be uh, working on an EP with Cloak and Dagger, you know, Matthias and Kratz. Yeah. I'm supposed to be doing an EP with them, um, doing an EP with uh, Slant from Headshots. It's yep. just, uh, right. we're the only two Korean MCs in the city and we've never done, like, a an actual project together, so we feel That's like dope. it's kind of time, you know. Um, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. The, those Got two it. are definitely on the list. Like, I'm hoping they would, you know, be finished by the end of the year, but... So with all this now, who knows, but um, there is actually one thing I haven't even really announced it yet, but uh, 13 years ago, I put out a, a mixtape called the Dusty Stereo, and it was like the first mixtape I put out that kind of made any imprint on the scene. And yep. uh, uh, I don't know if you're familiar, you know Melody from Headshots and p Rowe did their yep. own kind of like local producer yep. battle like a week ago. Uh, like the first like four That's songs true. both of them played were off that mixtape, so like it kind of brought me back and I was like you know what maybe I should just put out volume 2 13 years later so I'm going to you know and that's gonna be stuff that like is kind of just laying around that I can compile together and put out That is, like like I've talked to you about a lot of my stuff has gotten pulled off you know due to like labels and being pushed a certain way so now I have like the opportunity to kind of just re-release a lot of stuff so you got your own freedoms yeah exactly and I'm hoping
0: that this release inspires Dr. Dre to release Detox yeah, <laughs> and then we'll finally
4: get those late releases. No, there's no more detox. Released, <laughs> I don't even know if I
2: want, I if I'd want to hear detox now. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Oh, he released know,
4: right? uh, he released an album a few years ago. Like, Compton, right? Compton, yeah. Compton, yeah. I think that was like the new detox. I think he scrapped mm. detox. Yeah, it was like his replacement oh, for
2: detox. Right. So I, I think, think he did yeah. say
0: that. I, I was just yeah. messing. But uh, honestly, I'm a huge fan of secret albums, so I do admire that. Like you kept the project, and now it's like it will come out. So yeah, exactly. That's, that's huge. Anyone maybe who's like maybe sprinkle
2: some new stuff in there, and you know, some unreleased collabs that I have. You know, I've got a lot of collabs with you know, quote unquote, big names that I've never seen the light of day. So maybe I should just word. you know put, them, yeah. out, on yeah, them, you put know? them out. Hell so, yeah, put them out. Put them out. Might as might as well Red. or hey, well, you know-
0: charge people Screlly bucks, and then they'll start paying Screlly <laughs> <for them.
2: laughs> bucks. Well, um, yeah, you know how
1: it's. I mean, it's it's perfect to call it Dusty Stereo. I mean, you know, you yeah, exactly. say well,
4: yeah, tracks exactly. are old, you know, it fits perfect. Yeah, whatever, you know, it works. Yeah. So, what's your uh, what's your relationship with that OG?
2: Uh that That's my that's my dude, man. Um, you know, we originally met just back in the day. So, I used to. Uh, I first met him. There used to be this uh, freestyle battle event called Critical Breakdown back in the day. Yeah, uh, I was like a teenager and I used to enter the battles there. And during this time, there was one person, I mean, like we said earlier, Benzino, whatever, but like there was one person that I knew of that legitimately did something that was from you. Like Ed OG had a gold record out. You know, and right. nobody to this day, no Boston rapper has had a number one Billboard song besides Ed OG
4: got props from Jay Z at one point.
2: That's what I mean. You know, like yeah. Most F and Method Man of all, like Beyonce. Jacked the name of one of his songs, "Bugaboo." You know what I mean? Really? Well, That's yeah, crazy. You know? That's um, crazy. But um, I met him originally at Critical Breakdown back in the day when I was when I was battling, and uh, you know, I'd see him throughout the scene here and there. And then uh, when we got the opportunity to do a Grind Time Division in Boston, um, they the Grind Time reached out and they wanted me and O G specifically to run the division. So we kind of started working like directly with each other, and you know, kind of from there on, we've just been homies. But um, right. You know, we, we got dealt a pretty bad hand with the Grand Time division because we got a division as Grand Time started to kind of fall and collapse. Um, but, you know, a lot of good things did come out of there. You know, uh, we booked 40 bars in her first battle. Now she's huge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Uh, we had Chilla, you know, who's obviously, you know, right. doing his thing. You know, Maroney's first battle was Grand Time New England, all that. So, um, you know, uh, that's what I mean about the the battle scene changing, you know, because, when we were running that grind time division, you know, you started to see this shift obviously from the obvious like written I mean, freestyle to the written, but you started to see more of like a, uh, people like thirsty to kind of like, well, it was almost, it's almost like wrestling, you know? You start, yeah. people start developing storylines and characters and like behind the scenes promos and all this stuff, you know, and it just got too much for me, man. And I kind of just, I eased back slowly, but um, even after grind time folded, we, uh, I was working for this website called rapgrid.com which was kind of like an ESPN type thing for Battle Rap. Yep. So they'd have me on site at these, you know, big battles and they'd have me interviewing people and all this stuff. And uh, it just, it got a little too, like, you know, I'm not a media person, so it got right. a little too like, right. much for me. And I, I don't really care, you know, so I don't want to. Yes. <laughs> I have to, like, search for questions to ask these people that I don't you know, really want really to talk k- to in the first place. So right, right, right. Just, you don't so, care to know the answer do it. So I continue to try to do that, but Edo was just like, look, man, if we can't really just do anything, like, I don't want to be involved. So Edo, you know, Edo's, you know, that's the OG, man. He doesn't have to really try to do anything these days or try right. anything new. So, you know, oh, I, I don't sure. really fault him for not not giving a shit about that. But that's my dude, man. You know, um, I spoke to him, you know, a couple of days ago, right before. He actually just tagged me in this picture of a show we did over a decade ago and completely forgot about it, it was – uh him, it was him, uh, Master Ace, and myself, man. And that
4: was uh, Damn, that's the legendary fire. show, man. Back I was just about heart. to say, his album with Master Ace is one of my favorite albums.
2: Yeah, for sure. Same. That's probably my favorite project he's put out.
4: Yeah, that shit's like, fine. Well,
2: aside from like, the original. DC ones. and
4: I used to bump that back in high school. Oh,
2: yeah. The yep. Little Young joint. that was. Yeah, uh, Little Young. young yeah. <laughs> that was the joint. Yeah, that's the homie, man. Definitely. Word.
4: That was the homie. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a legend. He's definitely... Sure. The, the most, if not one of the most respected MCs in Boston, for sure. Yeah, one
2: hundred percent, hundred percent. And we kind of like think we kind of like overlooked that here too, because you know, even outside of here, like I gotta have it was such a big song, and like yeah. uh, you know, they did the Yom TV raps reunion like a year ago, and they had him come out and do that song. You know, and like people forget that that song was really like literally that big. It was number one Billboard. Right. And this is a guy we still see that's crazy and hanging out in Roxbury you know what I mean right right this dude was literally billboard charting like you know the same years as like mc hammer and shit you know what I mean
1: yeah that's crazy I mean he's definitely he's definitely a legend and you know to uh I mean is that would you say that's one of your favorite shows you ever did
2: that, that uh, I, I did I don't really remember to be honest I don't even like really recall that show that much man I, <laughs> I was doing a lot of drugs during that time in my life. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, my it favorite, yeah. <laughs> favorite show, I mean, there's a lot, man. You know, uh, all the shows I've done, there's, there's been a, a whole lot. I would have to uh, say, uh, like, uh, sh- I mean, that Smith and Wesson one I talked about earlier was, was definitely a classic show. Yeah. Um, the first show we did with Jedi and Mind Tricks was, was really dope, uh, I didn't mean to. No, play. Actually, you know what kind show like was? That, it was MOP. When oh we, uh, shit! Did the show that's with MOP and um.
4: That's fire.
2: I was there. Obviously, hybrid thoughts. We went right before MOP, and then when they did Annie Up, me and Slant actually they had me and Slant do the hook for Annie Up. Oh, oh shit. It's page, that's That's that legendary. Was
4: yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that, that, was, that's that dope.
2: Was dope. That was probably my favorite show I've ever done. I mean, it's, it's hard that's, to. That's that's amazing. And, yeah, that's it. That's hard to top. Yeah, I mean, I've I've literally no, no exaggeration. I've probably done close to like 900 shows in my life. So it's it's like it's really Damn. hard to kind of like pinpoint one. You know what I mean? Obviously, like, that one oh, stands sure. out though. But uh, do you but, perform you know, any of the anime music up. at all? Uh, this one song. Me and Parent, I'm always performing Block Scholars at shows because uh, that's the out of all the songs we've done this song. That's the one that would make sense to do live. The other ones just would be way too Word. weird to do at a hip hop show. Right? Yeah, <laughs> um, that makes sense. How'd but you link up with do. Paranom? Uh, we're from the same area, man. You know, Lynn, Lord. Lynn Mass. You know, um, Lynn.
4: Yeah, yeah. We had him on the podcast recently. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's the homie. Too. Good dude.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, he naturally like you know we run in the same circles, man. So like, yeah. uh, his style kind of just naturally linked with ours. You know, that right, smooth, right. jazzy kind of hip hop stuff. Yeah, which uh, just kind of a perfect match. And um, it started with just him collabing with us a lot, and then just being part of Hybrid Thoughts. You know, Hybrid Thoughts. Here was always just like a group of four people that, you know, did shows and stuff. In Japan, they kind of promote us as like a collective, you know, so kind of like a Wu-Tang type thing where there's like, you know, a giant yeah,
1: from-
2: amount of people and they, mm. that's like Hybrid Thoughts as a whole. So like here you have like me, Yuki, Cass, Paranom, you know, that's Hybrid Thoughts. In right. Japan, Hybrid Thoughts is me, Paranom, Yuki, Saucy Lady, Relentless, H-Rhymes, you know, there's like <laughs> nine of them that we can, pretty much everyone that was featured on that album, they consider in hybrid thoughts out there okay You see like pictures like at tower records of us they say hybrid thoughts and it's like a giant group of people that's interesting yeah that's a lot different than what i created in my friend's basement in 99
3: that's for sure
0: so you you've been to japan then for um for this
2: um honestly for music I, i haven't really done too much music over there really um like I said, I, I lived in Korea, so, like, I've been all around Asia, you know what I mean? But, like, a lot of the... Uh, I'm I'm planning on... Well, I was planning on being out there for, you know, a grip of time this year, um, but uh, due to all this, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get out there now, but, mm. um, uh, but like, the bulk of the, the work we've done in Japan has been done here, but, um, you know, we have members that go back and forth, back and forth and get to Japan all the time, so there's definitely a lot of traveling happening but um you know music wise you know it's it's another thing i heard Leeds touch on in your uh your interview with him and it makes so much sense you know it's like if you're gonna break the bank to travel and do music it has to be more worth it you know so like the label we're under in japan you know they're they're not gonna bring us out there unless they feel like it's completely worth it at at a certain point in time you know because a lot of cats you know will pay their own way and go overseas like they'll come up they'll save money for a year and they'll pay their own way to go out there and um you know that, that's cool and everything and i i, I, I mean I, i've done that as well you know what i mean but um when you're under like a, a label or you're under you know a certain kind of company that's pushing you it has to be worth it like an investment mm-hmm. to them to kind of to bring you out there and make sure like they don't want to fly us out there then 50 people show up and then they're not making any money and then like they just spent thousands of dollars to get us out there you know, and yeah. then like you know, so it has to really be worth it. And um,
0: I'm gonna write you know, them some letters because based on what I've heard, it sounds like you'd sell out some shows there. So oh we no, gotta,
2: we definitely got like it's def- that's why we were planning on going out there this year. You know more. Yeah, um, and we and like we've been to. I mean, the first show I ever did, the first time I ever performed in front of every anyone was in Korea. Um, that was the first wow. time I ever held a microphone and and rapped in front of that's anyone. That's crazy. And what yeah. age was that? Uh, thirteen, I want to say. 13, okay. 14, 14 oh, wow. years old. Right yeah. where
0: we're at, our most fragile emotionally. That's yeah, where or your most careless. <laughs> yeah, that can make 100%. or break. That can make her yeah. break the career. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: yeah, glad it sure. went
0: well. That's good. But, um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, like I said, uh Asia's definitely like they just they love like underground, like real underground hip hop over there. And obviously, there's other things that come like K-pop, you know, blowing up in, from Korea over here. But that's a whole separate kind of entity. You know what I mean? But um. Mm. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, doing shows out of state, out of the country is definitely like the move for people who make the kind of music we do. It's mm-hmm. just um, yep. it's tough to. Uh, I've
4: been noticing that for, um, for a few years now. Just that, for sure. like you said, artists like O G, like they and M Dot, like they mm-hmm. they go overseas and they get more love over there than they do over here.
2: Yeah, oh well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a given. It's been like that for quite a while, man. Yeah. Even when like underground hip hop was popping here. Right. Europe especially Europe if anywhere man like they've always been a leg up on loving that kind of music is I don't know maybe it's just like they got like kind of like a gramier mentality over there mm-hmm. maybe, you know
4: like yeah I wonder why like that, that is Makes you Who knows, think. man
2: I think it's just like the lifestyle over there is different you know we uh yeah. you know we may think we live in a crazy you know rough country but I mean you go I've done enough traveling to know man we got it we got it good man <laughs> you know <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. pretty good over here you know uh Take that from concerns, somebody who's right? from another country, you know? Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's definitely not, you know, I mean, we live in a corrupt ass country, don't get me wrong, but like, you go to other countries and, you know, some fucked up shit happening, man, you know?
1: Yeah. So, oh. oh, yeah. So yeah. you had uh, mentioned earlier your brother's on the West Coast. So uh, you um, you done performances out there? Oh, yeah. you performing out there?
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! A lot. You, uh, done, you live out there More in right? Cali than anywhere. Like that's not, uh, you know, New England. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I've done uh, all over Cali, the Bay, L.A. in between. You know, um, and then there's been random places too in between. Uh, you know, I mean, I've literally this, I've touched so many places, man, and in, in in, inside the country and out of the country, man. It's hard to really, you know, pinpoint them all, but uh. I'd say the weirdest one was probably like I did this show in like the middle of nowhere in Michigan. It was like a it was promoted to us as a music festival, and it was like at some dude's barn in like uh, oh, wow. the middle <laughs> of like, rural, rural ass Michigan. It was like Texas Big like that, that kind of shit, but that's kind of dope. Things was like it? that happen when you get booked out of state because you don't really know. How, how was that show? show? How was the show? Horrible. Horrible the worst really? shows ever. Yeah.
4: Did
0: you guys have a good time at least?
4: I feel no, like we a- had a good
2: time. Like. He- driving to and from there you know
4: what i mean oh. but,
2: uh, yeah being there i mean that that's a that's a crazy that's a crazy story man I mean you really have to get into that but uh, a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff happens oh, that. I mean,
0: that's another podcast
2: yeah, yeah. No, it really is <laughs> but um but that, that that was just an example cuz like things like that happen when you're um right you know, in on un, unknown territories or some place you don't know and you're not comfortable and uh it can crazy be dangerous things, crazy crazy things happen and yeah mm.
1: for sure so if you think about it, you kind of like how you had said before, like you kind of you know, not to pat yourself on the back or anything, but I'm giving you the pat on the back that you uh, brought the North and South Shore together, which isn't a good, an easy thing to do. Um, but uh, you also like, I mean, just like you said, you've touched on a lot of places, you've touched a lot of stages, and you know, been around a lot of places, traveled a lot. Uh, what what do you ever think about? Um, you know, your music being a driving force and connecting all these things, all these different things. You know, connecting all different sides of the world.
2: I mean, I guess I don't. You don't really think about that until it kind of happens. You know what I mean? And um, you know, I'm grateful that I'm even able to do. I've been making music for, you know, three quarters of my life, man. So like it's, it's even the fact that I'm able to do that, like now and like even you know, just comfortably make it and not have to worry too much. You know, it's. It's, it's pretty crazy, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't really, uh, like, things like that I don't really think about until someone else kind of brings it up to me, and then, like, I kind of sit there and think, like, damn, that's, that's kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Um,
1: I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but well, I not, not cool, kind of what the I podcast mean, about.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah no, to,
0: to find cool, any man. stability in the music industry is um, definitely something that takes skill and uh, a lot, like, time, and, and to really find that that spot because so many musicians and any uh people involved in the mu- music industry have vapid careers like it might fizzle out and it looks great like big and bright and then all of a sudden right there's nothing uh still going so um
2: i mean time passes like really fast too man so like trying to like get what you can like while you can is this kind of like the, the most difficult part about it man you know what i mean like finding ways to continue to do what you love but like not neglect another part of your life or like not neglect the people in your life you know it's uh you know it's it's that's the toughest part about it all man and um you know certain things like what I'm doing now you know like you find a way like I'm to be honest man like I mean I'll be you know making hip-hop forever but like it's only so long you can jump from stage to stage and you know go crazy and you know Oh, yeah. Jump off stage and do all these, you know, crazy things and like, I'm, you know, get older, man, you know, and like I said, time's passing so fast you know, to find different ways to continue to do what you love, but not, you know, destroy yourself over, it, you know, that's, that's the toughest thing, man. Yeah,
0: it's funny. Uh even like uh, not even like necessarily uh music, but you see it specifically in rock stars, pop stars, rap stars like uh people kind of do wither away in their 20s and 30s and then you see them trying to fix themselves in the 40s, 50s on yeah, and they're like living this like you see Steve, oh, he's been sober for years and he's like a healthy guy now and like you but you watch him before and you're like, "Oh my god, like he was such a star." Like for some reason we think destroying ourselves is a star, but I do think it's changing. Um, it's like Eminem, that, too. Yeah, exa- Eminem. Cool. I mean, there's honestly Elton John countless, countless like examples of people that were just off the rails, and that's when they were their most famous. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of entertaining to watch a train wreck, and, to some extent. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> that's but, why yeah. reality
2: TV is so big now. It's, it's you know? true. And, <laughs> yeah.
0: and a talented train wreck, nonetheless, is even more entertaining. So that's like, I think where there has to be some balance where like you get some artists that might portray themselves as a little crazier, but then they're really like, honestly, I don't think Snoop Dogg is smoking as much as he looks like on camera. You know what I mean? Like I think He said he like,
4: smokes 81 blunts a day. I don't believe it. Can't I don't be know real. if that's humanly possible. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that's possible. First of all, that's like, who would want to do that? That's yeah, too many blunts.
2: And I, I yeah, love too many you. Blunts. Now, I would never do at that. A, you can <laughs> only
4: get so high at a certain point. It just becomes pointless. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, so I do think there is, like, a trend in, like, entertainment in general to to just, like, be healthy because it's a lot of, especially these days with uh, legality has kind of crept further and further in, like, as because celebrities are role models and anyone who's in any type of spotlight, if you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle, you're technically in some ways responsible for, like, younger generations doing that. So it is kind of uh, something that I think a lot of artists try to see ahead of time and they don't want to just come across as like, Hey, just do drugs all the time. Like you don't, I mean, you hear it still, but it's not every song. Like I feel like it, maybe I'm generalizing, but that type of lifestyle or just, I mean, you kind of mentioned that just as far as going crazy stage life, like you can't just do that all the time, like as a party, but uh, treat it more like a job, like rest, get right off stage. Yeah, exactly. All night.
4: Um, And I think that, I think, like you know, Mac Miller and Lil Peep and Juice World and all that you know, all those people passing has kind of like brought a light to that a little bit. Yeah,
2: I mean, you definitely seen like the decline of like, you know, a few years ago there was a stint where like every new rapper was just rapping about pills and right, yeah, you know the whole the Xanax and all that stuff. Right, and this just happens like obviously naturally. And then, yeah, you know there was always the uh, the contrast where like you know the young cats would always try to bring up like, you know, guys who came up in the '80s and '90s were smoking crack. I'm like. That's true, but the difference was we weren 't rapping about smoking crack, you know nobody, I mean? nobody was glorified yes. in smoking crack <laughs> exactly. nobody was
4: glorifying yeah. that, nobody was saying yeah that 's the
2: difference you know so the, there was no influence for people that listened to hip hop to smoke crack right. it became yeah, cool know? at
4: a certain point to, exactly, so to get switch fucked it up
2: the other way, and then now you know you got kids dying off of pills and shit, so right you know it 's a messed up situation hip hop that sure. shows hip hop 's kind of bold on the on the world now man and mainstream society in general like you know recently it was a few years ago hip-hop became like the number one most like listened to genre of music in the world now and like to think that that's even reality from when like hip-hop started you know the, uh, the the potential that that has like hip-hop has potential to literally this may sound corny but like hip-hop legitimately has like the potential to change the world because there's such strong like voices within hip-hop and strong voices within like conveying messages in hip-hop so that's why like you know young cats get mad and they say old heads get preachy but it's because we know that there's this there's like a strength within hip-hop to do that you know what I mean and um you know when hip-hop was created in, in 1973 you know what I mean like it was never even meant to make it out of that neighborhood you know so to now it'd be the number one most listened to genre of music in the world people should kind of realize the power of that man and like yeah you know, this was literally made to get people to listen to what the hell people were going through in a certain neighborhood and now it's made it to mainstream society Where like you got suburban kids you know rapping about whatever now and it's like that literally <laughs> came from that you know, right
4: <laughs> it, yeah so talk about so talk about like kind of the divide between old heads and young cats these days and hip-hop and how do you think like we can bridge that gap and kind of like get people on a common ground?
2: I think it's more about just listening like to each other, man, because I mean it's not all young young heads fall. Like old heads get mad, like stern and stingy, you know what I mean? Right. Like we refuse to even take anything serious. I know so many people that refuse to even give the new stuff a chance. And there's a lot of dope a lot of dope new hip hop, man. There really is, yeah. you know. Even I don't even mean like cats from you know the other era that are coming back and making music now but I mean like brand new cats that are that are dope you know people just gotta you know listen man and um listen to each other you know and you know old heads shouldn't write young cats off like they don't know anything and young cats mm. shouldn't write old heads off like they're stuck in a stuck in a time warp right. you know what I mean but like um it's more about just listening to each other and just kind of you know it's, like I said it's cliche but just opening your mind up man you know yeah, everyone it's has just, something to offer. There's pretty yeah, exactly, on both sides. absolutely something to offer from every from both ends of it. You know. Hmm.
4: Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, definitely. I think it, the sooner people realize that, you know, the more the the sooner we'll all kind of find that common ground. Because you hate to see that when you know. I always hate to see that when when young dudes and old dudes are like going at it. You know, it's just like
2: happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. So it happens lot. a lot. I think it has a lot to do with maturity
4: levels, though. Um, And, like,
0: you see young guys, like, they might not be thinking about the future as much as they probably should, like, guys, especially, like, anyone I would say that's, like, in their still 18, 19, like, just getting in. Maybe they've done a few club shows, like, and they're just, like, wild. And I I have to admire that they're having fun. Like, it's not – you're supposed to have fun. You're not supposed to just, like – have your nose to the grindstone and like be a, like, this is my work, like all the time. Um, so definitely have fun with it, like, and be a little like nuts, but it's the, um, like being nuts and like not respecting the sound man or like certain things like you have to be, have a presence when you're performing that is also something that people can respect and not just like, that's the guy that we don't know what he's going to do every time he performs. So I think like, especially older generations have having experienced that they're like, Hey, tighten up bro and right like,
4: exactly but the young it's like, kids you, like you're, young, fine. you're young you're young know? you can have your fun and everything but like also understand that the people who have been around much longer than you know more than you do and you should yeah. listen to them you know yeah. what i mean exactly. right
2: exactly i mean there's just like a big like i said i i, I taught a high school class so like I, i've heard these words so many times and it's like yeah but you're not rich you know what i mean you're you're sitting there talking to me you know what i mean and um and that's what I mean about, like, developing an understanding of, like, yeah, because hip-hop is a, on a completely another level now. Like, you have that chance to make that difference, man. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, you mm, have right. a chance to make a difference. I didn't really have a chance to make a difference because it wasn't a as world easy. Now. Like, you know, I wasn't able to press a button and talk to millions of people, you know? Yeah, It was exactly. whoever was in front of me at the time. So, like, that's kind of, like, the point I try to convey the most to them. And um a lot of it's just, like, you know. Blabber from an old head, you know. We don't really want to hear that. But do um, some of them understand that, or. But I was about to say though, there is like more than I think we think. You know, a lot of a lot okay. of kids do know more than we think. You know, and um, I learned that like the first year I taught, man. Like, um, one of the first things I always did was um, uh, with the classes I would do. I'd start with hip hop history, and then I would go through the eras of like you know the beginning to the golden era to you know the post golden era to all that. And, uh, it sounds it like a great
4: mom, class Like I would have loved this class as a kid It was kid.
2: fun teaching man for sure <laughs> And um, a lot what, what, what I learned was like a lot of these kids Do appreciate it because A lot of their parents are my age Right so like You know how like when, when I was a kid growing up I mean, I mean my parents I mean, My mother was you know not from this country So it was different but like typically When you go to um, A friend's house their parents Were listening to things like you know The Beatles and like classic rock and things like that and like, you know, classic R and B like Marvin Gaye and things like that. And you would yourself develop an appreciation for that a little bit, at least the way it sounds sonically. You know, and then um that's kind of the case for them because their parents, you know, they're my age. So their parents were listening to Wu Tang and Nas and, and Biggie. So like they now know this music because of their parents and like they kind of a lot of them, you know, gathered an appreciation for it. And there's a lot of smart kids, man. A lot of these kids know that this is clearly you know, art, you know, yeah. versus things that clearly are not, you know what I mean? And um yeah. I was pleasantly surprised, you know, there's students that, you know, I stopped teaching a few years ago, but there's students that I keep in contact to to this day, you know, that are, you know, trying to um trying to further themselves, whatever it be, like whether it be spoken word or hip hop or, you know, just being an entrepreneur or whatnot, you know what I mean? Um, you know, they still call me for advice every day, you know, almost so it's uh, you know, there's definitely been some, you know, diamonds in the rough as far as that. Right,
4: goes. that is good to hear because younger generation gets a bad a bad rap nowadays. but I it, feel it, like it, a
2: little bit of an unfair one too? I think it, but, it is um,
4: a little bit unfair. I feel like people do tend to generalize. You know, yeah, I, I feel it, like it, I mean, it does, does come from a reality, lot of but, smart. There's a lot of smart kids there for, for sure. sure.
2: <laughs> well, I always
0: say like. Um, it's another, like, that is kind of perspective also. Like, you, you mentioned there's plenty of kids that they get it and they understand that it is art. Um, but then, like, the ones that it's easy to look at a younger generation and say, like, ah, oh, they don't appreciate anything because, like, your examples, like the ones that are I feel st- every generation,
4: out, right? I feel like that's kind of happened with every generation.
0: You yeah, know. I just mean like the sour apples are the ones that stick out like cuz you just see they're the ones like whining and complaining about like they're the
2: loudest. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. The-
0: and that's the squeaky wheel and you're just kind of be like, "Oh, that's all squeaky wheels even though like the rest of the 17 of them are going fine." But it's uh right. it's interesting. I mean, it's there's probably like a lot of psychology to it and I'm sure everyone is saying the same thing but just at different ages of their life. So, it's exactly. it's interesting, yeah.
3: Pretty
0: fun. So, uh, you were
1: talking about, uh, like having time for everything. Um, and I don't know if you, if you mind, if we bring this up and it's not hip hop, but, uh, the food we'll cut it out. We, <laughs> we can cut it out if you don't want to, but, uh, the food festivals,
2: the festivals. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's festivals in general. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I helped run like a festival company, uh, pretty much. And, um, it is mainly like art festivals like a, a place for artists to kind of go and sell their work and um you know be entrepreneurs and make money independently and, you know, oh just, so this
0: isn't festival as in terms of like uh music venue no acts. okay
2: that's not at all that's i mean what I was eventually pictured. like the goal is to eventually kind of turn into that um you know but um and obviously a lot of this comes from my experience in music the way i'm able to run these things but um uh, these are mainly for like artists, like whether it be like clothing designers, jewelry designers, you know, uh, independent businesses, everything from you know, visual artists to people who make fucking, you know, soap and things like that. You know, um, it's uh, it's it's mainly that it's it's uh, um, I run it with uh, you know, a couple other people um, and there's, you know, certain festivals that, you know, we, you know, take more of a, a lead on. And some that neither you know, like I don't have anything to do with some of them, you know what I mean? But um mm. it it mainly started as art festivals and then uh, you know, naturally, uh, it turned into something that we could kind of generate more, you know, revenue with and uh we started doing food festivals uh two years ago and everybody eats food. So um you guys oh, have yeah. probably honestly seen them, you know, we uh we've done like the Boston Food Truck Festival
0: and I think uh
2: it was, Mexican it has, food festival that was us, you yep, know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, that was us. Uh, you know, I we went to that.
0: one in uh, Alston. It was like in a parking lot with a few food trucks and there was like a band playing off to the side. I forget yeah, exactly. Yeah, that
2: one wasn't us, but I do know what you're talking about. But um, okay. I do get to incorporate that. And eventually that's like, uh, like I said, that's another like, that's another side hustle for me that like I, you know, eventually I'm hoping that one day I can turn into, uh, you know, music festivals and things like that. Um, that's kind of all learning, learning the trade of, you know, permitting and licensing and all that stuff that's a that's a whole nother world oh, man oh god you know? yeah well, they,
0: <laughs> there you go especially when
2: i go to city hall meetings looking like this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah
0: you gotta you definitely gotta wear a worse button down for those people yeah. get You're upset br- br-
1: bridging more <laughs> gaps you know that's what i'm saying Trying constantly, to, man, you know. constantly bridging gaps when do you got time to sleep or do you not sleep
2: i barely man honestly <laughs> But yeah, man. I mean, it's it's all about like I said, like I was saying earlier. You know, we're not not getting any younger. I'm not getting any younger for sure. You know, and uh, just of trying to not. keep moving, man. I've I've always kind of like you know appreciated and honed the the entrepreneur life, and I'll probably I'll continue to do that forever. You know, so I'm um, I'm just not the type to sit at a desk. You know, Word. or be yeah. Local, yeah. I mean, you know.
1: But, what's your uh? What's your biggest goal for the next? I mean, I know it's looking out far ahead right now is very iffy, but if all goes smoothly and this shit flows over pretty soon, your biggest goals for the next like three
2: years—biggest
1: one years, goal, the um, biggest couple
2: goals—probably uh, to continue carving out like the path that I'm already on, man. You know, I'd like—I'd like to, honestly, to be completely honest, I'd like to be doing the soundtrack work full time. Um, yeah. Maybe eventually, even like you know, move out there for a little while, you know, and kind of just station myself out there and work on things like that out there. Um,
1: Be completely you know, in the zone.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, um, I would love to do that, man. Uh, I'd love to fucking make a million dollars in the next three years, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, same, you know, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's a, that's that's a, that's always a goal. But, um, Let us
0: know if you do. Cause we want to know how. No, yeah, right? for sure.
2: <laughs> I mean, um, like there's countless goals. I mean, me and my, you know, I'm, I'm married to another entrepreneur, and my wife, you know, she owns her own business as well. So, like, uh, you know, anything that can kind of, you know, help us continue to carve the path out that we're already on, because we've already, both of us have already you know, done things that are mind blowing that we've been able to accomplish. So, like, to yeah, to continue that path is, you know, that's the only goal I really have, man. You know, so our couple, not man. to lose sight, yeah, yeah, exactly. like we That's,
0: said at the beginning, I mean that you have an impressive resume anyways. So just to build on that, like your foundation is strong. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah. For sure. Big and friends. it's a
1: testament it's a testament to your hard work. You got your hands in all these different things, you know what I'm saying? It's They're, definitely all about yeah. the hard work. You're always yeah, going, man. you're always hustling. One so, way or another. So, sure.
0: Quick question. I, I uh so I'm still thinking about animation. Yeah, uh, yeah. do you do you ever um, write like, are you guys composing along the alongside the animation or is that all written and and composed? uh have
2: both have it. happened? Um, the one I when I was speaking about earlier that I just started working on a few days ago, uh, this was I, I had the animation, they sent me the animation for the scene that I was specifically writing the lyrics for. Um, that one happened that way, but like I said, the other ones have been more like um mangas that have been adapted into um, you know, uh anime so I've been able to see the i've been able to at least visualize off of just opening the manga book and and looking at it and I've been able to visualize it that way but um mainly they just kind of a lot of times they they call us and and just kind of play us something and like rap you know what I mean i mean yeah outside of like uh outside of the anime like we've done a ton of like commercial work out in Japan now like for different like t v commercials and stuff like that so it's always it's always something different. Like, you know, a lot of times they don't even tell you what, what this is. Like we, I've done commercials and then like had no idea what it was for. And then it comes out and it's like, we're clicking something crazy. You know what I mean? Mm. And so like, it's, that's, uh, you know, enough. we just, you know, um, my producer actually just sent me uh, the other day, doesn't matter, but um, he just sent me the list of everything we've done in the past year and a half, as far as like, uh, you know, television work goes. And we've done things for Disney, Japan, you know, Panasonic, you know, uh, Shishido and Tiffany, like, you know, all these like, big companies. And like half of them, I didn't even know that's what it was. <laughs> right. It's like you go in and they're like, because, you know, I think, Dave, I think I played you the, uh, the Panasonic commercial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, you would not expect some like Tribe Called Quest sounding hip hop to be on a Panasonic commercial. And it wasn't even oh. about an electronic. It was about like a, a plate. You know, like a dinner plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it really like, was a dinner plate, and they're playing like a uh, like this hip hop track in the background, <laughs> and then you hear Paranorm's voice all of a sudden, like shoot through the commercial, and it's like, oh, so that's what this was for. I even that's did high. a commercial for like a a golf supply company in Japan, and didn't think so, they'd want like boom bap hip hop for that. But hey, you know, <laughs> hey, whatever. If you don't
0: mind right. me asking, does that get like? Are you guys? Was that a one time? deal or do you guys get like royalties for those plays or is that like is uh, they're it all not... different
2: um they're all different it all depends on um you know what the company's hiring you for uh a lot of times it's just like an upfront like you know you come in you get paid you do your work and you leave you know what i mean but certain yeah. other things like things that are like reoccurring like tv shows and things like that you know as long as an artist has their bmi and all that stuff straight you know which is like your publishing and your royalties and things like that then you know you're able to collect which is obviously the biggest thing and that's legitimately what keeps like artists like me alive because that's kind of what you rely on you know because nobody's obviously buying you know albums anything anymore so it's like when you can find a way to generate like sync money which is really what it is you know that's that's kind of how it is you know and um you know, getting be, to be able to like benefit off anything that your name is presented on, which is what I was touching on earlier about like having so many different names because different companies put me out for different things. It's yeah. like, it's almost like making sure that only so much can happen here. Only so much can happen here. Oh, this name isn't connected to this name, you know, and, uh, you know, it's all a big mess sometimes, man, but it's mm. just the way the industry, you know?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A
2: lot of red tape. stretch
1: you all out. For Different sure. pieces of Ultron.
0: Yeah, sure. uh, yeah so- I just thought, sorry, I was Uh. All just good. to finish that thought. I was thinking, I just thought that was interesting, like um, timing, like crashes in the certain sounds in your music to, to what could be mm-hmm. animated. So, yeah, but that whole process is, I'm sure, very comprehensive.
2: Yeah, definitely. But uh, well, like I said, it is. it is still, like, it is easier than than having to write an album for sure you know yeah. it, it is a lot a lot easier which is why not even to sound lazy but it's why i'd rather just do this you know forever you know yeah um, so when's the last time you put out an album 2017 no well actually i just put that vinyl out uh, last october okay like, yeah, yeah that was different though like I, was, I mean like that's why i kind of like over overlook it sometimes but um because it was strictly for vinyl collectors like i never and all my years of making music, I never had put out my own vinyl, and I've been a vinyl collector my whole life. So right. I just wanted to put a vinyl. It was out. It more was like a, little, a milestone.
4: It, it, well, yeah. it really
2: was, yeah. And um, there was a theme around it, too. So it was, like I said, it was with a non-hip-hop producer, technically. Uh, and it was technically to make, like, a kung fu flick on wax. You know what I mean? So, like, that was kind of the... Uh, that's dope. The aura around it. And, um, you know, uh, like I said, you can't really... um, th- The song with Cannabis is actually on there, but that's the only one that's, like, streamable from that whole project um it's literally only available at record stores like old school ways so like if anyone would want that you'd have to go to like your local record store and, and buy it you know it's the only way to really listen to that one mm-hmm. uh,
4: which record stores around here uh, could we find two, in it uh,
2: in here, pretty much every one here um, okay final index is where i would always steer people to i don't know if you guys have been there but it's owned by 7l from zarface um, oh word yeah, he owns it it's in somerville um yep. If you were to go anywhere, I would suggest going there anyways and being able to kind of check that place out. Cause
4: I'm going. He's got there. a real dope, yep.
2: <laughs> little dope thing going there because he's like a. It's more like kind of like even like he calls a vinyl index because it's almost like a library. It's like, it's almost like his personal collection that he's kind yep. of selling, and he has the information on everything, man. And
4: oh, that's fine. Even just to go in there, I'm definitely what, going there.
2: Seven like L about like these records that you're buying. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's a huge thing. You know. Yeah. You know? But um, they all have it. You know, Cheapo Records in Cambridge has it. You know, In Your Ear Records, all anywhere that sells vinyl in the state pretty much has it, um, unless it's gone. I and mean, I had a limited uh, a limited amount. But um, well, I'm you gonna had done to the- hit, I'm gonna have to hit y'all off. with one note. hell yeah, fine. Right.
1: <laughs> that was when you uh you had the release party at what was it? The, the, witch, do- witch, the witch doctor, witch is- doctor, yeah, and same, yeah, the witch yeah, doctor, those my
2: same. man. Um, I was.
1: I was gonna say that, but I didn't. I didn't know if that was the same, same spot. So yeah, it was. Yeah,
2: we had a listening party. There. I mean, they're um, they're actually. That place uh, is cool. You've been there. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, should. They, so they so got um, like
0: live glass blowing and stuff. It's yep. wicked cool. Yeah, so yeah. they
2: actually sponsor me. There, um, anytime I perform out of state or anything like that, they're kind of my sponsor. Um, oh, so shit. they kind of keep me uh, keep me worked up, man. They're uh, those are my dudes over there. Um, That's dope. Yeah, so uh, that was a listening party. That was the first time I had, like, a listening party as opposed to an album release party because I um, just didn't want to deal with the stress of booking a release party and, like, booking acts on a release party and yeah. having the anxiety leading up to the night. And, you know, yeah. Probably would have been at the Middle East and then you have the anxiety of filling yeah. the Middle East and putting the right people on and then people getting mad at you because you didn't put them on. And So instead of that, I was like, just come here to watch live blowing and listen to the album. It's a lot. Lot easier, you know that's a great idea yeah yeah. no exactly plus it was in salem in october so like naturally kind of right created a problem anyway so yeah there you go uh, that's
4: perfect
0: i might have popped in there i've like i've popped into the witch doctor like after hours and there's just been like a million people in there yeah like i just opened the door i like walked in i'm like there's a party going on i'm like all right no one's like checking the door it's happened like a couple times to me where i'm like oh, yeah it's that's that's
2: cold. how it goes over there man yeah <laughs>
0: it's, it's don't be funny. blowing up that spot on hey yeah rage. sorry i <laughs> this was a couple of years ago honestly but they i'd love uh which go to salem in october first of all but yeah, yeah. which doctor is the spot they they got everything there Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, that's like awesome. Do you, are you, you, did you just contact the store and they let you do that? Or do you know? No. So I
2: actually met them through the festivals I throw. Um, they came to vend at one of the festivals. Uh, it's one we used to, I used to run in, um, the South end. Uh, they were like reoccurring vendors there. And then, um, he had already known who I was due to like, he's a, the owner of the company, Derek, uh, he's a big fan of underground hip hop. So he was kind of already familiar with me. And then like, it's like, oh, you you run this shit? You know what I mean? And then <laughs> kind of talk and, um, you know, he started sponsoring me as far as like, at first thought it was just like me always rocking their stuff on stage and whatnot. But um, kind of turned into like, you know, a friendship. So they've supported me through a, a ton, a ton of stuff. Even like if you look at, uh, if you go on my Spotify profile, the Aztec from Hybrid Thoughts one, the main picture they have there is me blowing glass at witch doctor, you know, so it's no, <laughs> no shit. That's fire. You know. Yeah. They're, they're, those are my peoples over there, man. Um, and it's, you know, this, it's honestly also tapping into an area that like a lot of hip hop doesn't tap into. Like every rapper I know smokes weed, but like, they don't really like that world doesn't intertwine much with the exception of like one specific kind of crowd. You know, you got like your Snoop dogs and the dudes and people that have dedicated their whole life to like,
4: was weed, Khalifa. Like, a
2: regular rapper you know smokes weed too, so like it's you know to have that kind of connection is almost natural you know um, right and uh, you know from that you know i um I performed at the the Hemp fest for uh for, what was it eleven years straight, and I um, was going to uh, say, eleven years day, so. straight uh, I actually up until last year, I actually held the record for a most uh consecutive uh stop last year because I kind of you know. Waved goodbye to that, uh, to that whole thing. But um, yeah. it's been smaller, yeah. right? I stopped by. Well, it's just, it's just different now, man. You know, it's not the same yeah. Anymore. You know, it's just uh
0: less of a it, protest when it's legal. N- now that exactly. it's legal, and, yeah. And it's also
2: <laughs> just turned into some other shit. You know what I mean? So like, it's just oh, it as, the balloons and does, stuff. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's just mm, not yeah. my thing anymore. But um,
4: it'll probably never be the same as it was. Never though. Yeah. But um,
2: but that's not to say like that those. The Hemp Fests were, like, my first experiences with, like, performing with a festival-sized crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Like, I was super young, performing to 50,000 people, you know what I mean? And, like, and I remember going there, I was, like, 12, 13 years old and being able to perform with that shit, man, you know? That's so, crazy. It's pretty crazy, but, um, but, yeah, like, that's... And that's kind of, like, a lot when I saw, like, how festivals are ran was from that stuff, and that's kind of, like, what helped me push to, like, being more involved. I um, mean, the festivals that I'm involved in now... I got involved in because my, my wife was bending at them, uh, you know, when I had met okay. her. And then I kind of like got my way in the door of doing the same thing. So, um. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh. It's, need uh, I say know,
1: it again. Bridging the, need I say it again.
2: Bridging the gap. <laughs> Trying, you know, constantly. Constantly. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh. When are we doing a track, man? We've never done a track yet. Hey. I know I said, I was, well, I was
4: make just it happen. Thinking, Let's go.
2: I know I was,
1: uh, I was thinking, I mean, I talked, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago. I told you I was going to send you a beat, but, um, I obviously stupidly forgot to, um, uh, so, so I can send we'll it, it happen, over to you, but yeah, no, we definitely will. We got to make it happen. We're overdue.
2: We definitely are. Uh, do,
0: getting... uh, do you speak? I'm sorry. This is on the same topic. Do you have recording equipment of your own, uh,
2: I don't uh well I have like like minimal stuff, you know what I mean? You can see okay. Some shit back here. But like I have like minimal stuff like a, a MIDI controller and like a simple tiny like uh you know, way to record like shitty vocals. But um uh no, so I haven't really been able to make any music during this whole thing, which has been killing oh, me. But um that's why I will like uh so I'm able to write the stuff for these animes, but like I'm just recording like a shitty version just so who I'm writing it for can hear how it's supposed to sound, but I haven't been able to make
0: my own music this whole time, man. It's killing me. Well, now if that If I you're... told you that Eastie and I were able to do a socially distanced recording session in a garage we this were. quarantine, we can make it I'm happen. With it.
2: I'm with it. All right, yeah. All right. You heard <laughs> it here first,
0: folks. It can still happen. You can stay hey, we safe. Live,
2: we live, what, like right around the corner from each other, right? So Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it, oh, it, it, it wasn't... Happen.
1: It wasn't my garage. It was. It was the okay. actually the the garage at work. But oh, I
2: got you. Still a we'll that spot. Even yeah. still, it's
1: only a hop, skip, and a jump on the highway. You know, we'll, take, we'll take a ride. I'm we'll with take it, the man. Ride. I'm with. It. Uh, uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Going off of that, yeah, we uh, we were able to uh, get that done. But when you were brought up the um... who's that? <laughs>
4: there <he is>. huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, your little your picture print. came up. <laughs> That
1: was my little, uh, I don't know, I got a little thing that came up on the screen there. I don't yeah, know. it's you smoking a
4: cigar. It's good. <laughs>
1: um, but when you were saying, um, how you had said you're basically making references for the dudes to record
0: mm-hmm. the same it's sounds. Actually, in- they're
2: actually chicks this time, which is cool. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you do it so- like a female voice or do you just do your own voice? No, no,
2: I'm writing for a female
0: Oh, so you don't, like, pre-record what they're supposed to
2: say? Okay. Well, I I do, but it's just for them to hear how it's supposed to sound, and then they record their own vocals. Oh,
0: okay. See if I was referencing... I'm going to hear some
2: some Japanese shit rapping my lyrics soon. It'll be pretty fun. Oh, interesting.
1: (laughs) So that's what I was going to ask, because you had said before, like, uh, they don't... uh, The people that you send them to don't always speak, like, great English or anything. So have you heard anything... That you've written for someone yet?
2: Not yet. No? So this is the first time I've actually like done any kind of like ghostwriting work for anything over there. So it'll be interesting, man. I mean, I'm used mm. to just hearing myself uh, on these things, which was mind-blowing in itself. But like now to hear someone else doing it is going to be pretty interesting. So this is a whole I new didn't- one. That's yeah
0: yeah, that's like got to be a three or four person job right like you recording at least one or two people are proofreading first like because they have to be bilingual and then whoever's saying it so that's uh yeah i mean i'm sure like you i've seen i forget uh where i'd seen this before but it was an american example of someone uh doing spanish i think they were singing spanish but they didn't speak spanish so they had it like to to the notes broken down like phonetically so they're basically just saying like the syllables so that's like right. where they were exactly described and they had no idea really what they were saying uh but yeah that's like that's interesting and i'm sure that's how they they do it but are you so know, yeah. that's not like under your responsibility you don't have to break it down no that i feel just like I, I write it then i
2: give it to them and then they, they kind of handle it and kind of yeah no, well fusion. that makes sense
0: because that would probably require like an understanding of Japanese too, so that'd be hard yeah, exactly. to explain. <laughs> exactly explain. So.
2: Exactly. And I do that, not speak that, Japanese. So yeah, yeah. that's
1: dope though. I mean, like you said, you know, it's kinda like, you know, you just write it and then you let them let them take the wheel. Jesus take the wheel, let you guys take it, <laughs> sure. you know. For sure. And, and then uh, you know, it just uh no, that's that's crazy. It's always you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. That you seem to always be making strides in. You know, no, and I mean, it's always.
2: I, I, mean, I, I work for myself, man, so I don't really have a choice. A lot, you know. So it's uh, you no, know, if I don't, no, but I'm not doing, doing it, something. I'm not. I'm not living. So. <laughs>
1: oh, for sure. No, but you like. You know, you you do that. You always bring it back to music, and uh, like you said, you know, you, music. You've done music almost three quarters of your life, so it's it's kind of like what you know and everything. Um, Second nature but, at this point Yeah But, but how you uh, It almost Like from an outsider's perspective then Obviously there's a lot of hard work That goes into it But You know You can You're the type of person That makes it seem so effortless When you do it You're like I mean,
2: Oh I, I think that's on account of I don't really like You'll notice I don't really like Talk too much On social media And shit like that I kind of just Put things up And it just looks like I'm just doing this That and the other And I'm not Documenting You know Yeah the, you let your work speak for itself. I don't, exactly. Then, you know, I don't, right. I don't really like yeah, I don't really like talk a lot about the process. I don't really talk a lot about what leads up to it. I kind of just I finish something, I put it out, here it is, you know what I mean? And um Yeah. As which long, is long as people see I the results, first, that's all like,
4: that matters. You don't know, you don't exactly. you don't need to do all that talking and promoting when people see the results, that's that's what matters. Right.
0: Seeds yeah. grow in
4: silence. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Trees make sound when they fall. G's <laughs> move in silence like lasagna. <laughs> that's true that also is true
1: <laughs> right yeah so do you think um hybrid thoughts if if you guys finish an album you guys gotta do a whole release uh, assuming that you know uh venues are open backed up back up
2: so yeah definitely, obviously um, it, it all just has to do with timing you know we're, we're like a, a decently sized group so just you know schedules all have to work out and uh you know time oh, just has sure. to make sense you know that's all um I mean I would love to finish one by the end of the year man I mean my favorite like I always say man like I always feel like I belong in a group as far as music goes you know what I mean I, I think I'm more tailored to being in a group than being a solo artist to be honest with you why um, is that I don't know man it's just it's always been just I think like a comfortability thing and like all my favorite acts growing up were all groups you know what I mean? yeah. and I've always kind mm-hmm. of like eyed in on being like that dude in a group you know what i mean like my favorite artists i mean two of both wu-tang and outcast my two favorites so like yeah those are two groups and i've always like looked at the members of these groups as like you know entities within something bigger you know so Mm -hmm. like i've always that's kind of how i always like envisioned myself as being in a group and i love making solo records but even if you look at my solo records they're full of features because i just i like working with other people i like being in studio sessions with other people and bouncing off their energy and things like that and um getting different vibes you know, it's, different it's, it's, ideas it's, whole, it's a it's a lot different especially being on stage man like you're in a group man you know you know it's yep. it's uh it's a whole different thing like having you know the plan with you man you know what i mean and like you're kind of all oh, yeah. one, one thing and it's it's uh it's a big difference you know and um you know solo well, stuff gets lonely man you know but um, absolutely it's, yeah it's necessary though sometimes but um That's why, like, even, like, my solo projects have all either been with, like, one specific producer, so it still ends up being, like, kind of a group project anyways. Um,
3: Yeah.
2: But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm just more tailored to, like, being part of a collective rather than just being one single thing as far as music goes. Yeah,
0: and I think that ties into just having fun with it. Like, when you're with friends, Mm -hmm. people that you're vibing with, and, uh, like, you're just, like, you're all together, and, like, you said, like, on stage when you're with your friends like you can kind of be a little more charismatic it almost seems like it's not just like spotlight on you and like you kind of freeze like even yeah, like
4: I mean, you're comfortable with your homies you know? yeah it makes it more comfortable because exactly. you're with people that you know and you're you respect them and you're comfortable with them
0: and it spreads some of the responsibility like each of you are responsible for the business so it's not just right. like oh my god i have to think about my merch i have to think about am i making money on this show like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of you guys here just like all right this is what we're doing tonight this is fun and, yeah. like, and like, recording's probably fun, too, just, like, being yeah, sure. in the booth, recording whatever you want, like, with your friends all night. Like, that is – it's a totally different vibe than, like we were saying earlier, than just, like, nose to the grindstone work. Like, it kind of mm-hmm. – that can drive yeah. you nuts a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I totally understand that. I can uh, – I'm probably that way myself if I were to be an artist. So, that would definitely make sense. No
3: doubt.
0: And we've said before in uh, different episodes, it takes a team really to make any – uh, type of success like whether it's business music or, or like whatever you're trying to do in life you can't really just lone wolf it you need specialists
2: in each area and there's mm-hmm, always yeah. um, I mean, the number one thing for, for accomplishing anything is developing a strong team behind your absolutely you know, absolutely. I'll believe nope, in the same nobody thing, can do it
4: by themselves
2: you know? mm. it's impossible literally impossible
4: You uh, are you a fan of Griselda? oh yeah or if
2: there's any like new artists that I'm a fan of it's definitely them right you know, but
4: like, when uh, you when you mention groups and you talk about like Wu Tang, I was I was thinking mm-hmm. about like some newer groups that you like, and I was like definitely Griselda, definitely sure. Griselda. Uh,
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know the fucked up thing about like, the new music, man, is like I don't really like pay attention to names a lot, right? You know, because I'm always just kind of listening, and like I always forget to kind of like lift up the phone and look at who it is. But um, there's a lot of new cats I like a lot, man. Um, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> it's, it's tough. There's so much music now; it's tough to even keep up. But um, right. For sure. I mean locally too, man. There's a lot of dope cats coming out of here now.
4: Absolutely. Like
2: locally, even like, you know, um Leeds does that uh Leeds local thing now. And I went to yeah. a couple of those for the specific reason of trying to see who's new here, you know what I mean? Like um yeah. and I'm always looking too, man. Like I'm not an executive by any means, but like I'm always looking too for like a new person to kind of, you know, work with yeah. and uh, you know, kind of Oh, we're always looking for sure. The dope, There's you know? a lot of
4: talent out there right now. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, man. A lot of talent. Yeah. If, I were to,
0: if I were to point yeah. you in any Jack. specific direction right now, I would say Hero DMC recently changed his name. Yeah, he changed his name. I that figured I want I wanted to put that on wax right now. Hero DMC. I actually MC. saw
2: him. I saw him perform uh, at one of those the least local. Uh, okay. I oh. went there with uh, Cloak and Dagger. Did like a beat showcase, and um, he was actually performing at that same show. He's good, man. He's got that old-school MC vibe. He definitely has remember. the
4: old-school yeah. vibe. And he's a young yeah. kid, too. He's only, like, 21. Right. And he's see, got that, that old-school, that 90s spirit to him.
2: That's, that's what
4: we need, man. Right. Hell yeah. C4. C4 is another one. He's, he's dope. dope. He was
2: there that same night. I was oh, just
4: really? going to
0: say, I think he had been there that same night. Because oh, really? I, I had said it on C4's podcast that, yeah. that I felt like he might have known Hero. Yeah. So that, he's, That's he's dope really to see good. young kids. Him. like, he
4: won, And he's he's only, like, 18. That's yeah, dope, dope done, to see man. young kids like that who have that, that energy.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's great. When you see that raw talent, you know it's going to so, be sure. – I mean, it's just like there's so many years to come in that, at that time. Like, I mean, you see some people making moves. not until like – when was the Slim Shady LP dropped? He was 27, I think. <laughs> was he really? I think so, yeah.
4: Jay-Z was 26 when he dropped Reasonable Doubts.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just – I mean, there's so many people, like, you can look back at and see what age that, like – Although Navin
4: Nas was, was 17 when he dropped Elmatic so.
2: was. <laughs>
0: uh, so, yeah, these, uh, these names that we're mentioning right now, this is going down in history. Everybody <laughs> – everyone in here is going to be going down in history.
4: Who, <laughs> Nas? No, us. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Nas is already in history. What are you talking about?
0: Now, new history. This is it right now. This so, picture. This picture is gonna be everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I just felt like who knows? Maybe that. Maybe that's gonna get pulled someday, and we will be famous.
1: Uh, <laughs> so back to the anime, the ones that you've been a part of, and I don't know if you can say this or not, <laughs> but. Uh, but do you have like a specific favorite that you like a specific show that you love doing scores for? Yeah, it was
2: definitely Dr. Stone, uh, like for sure. And, um, a lot of it probably has to do with how much the show blew up, which forced me to really look at it more. Um, like it's on adult swim, like right now, literally, you know what I mean? Well, like, uh, Mm -hmm. it's
4: crazy. It's, it's
2: on demand on Adult Swim. It aired on adult swim fully. And, um, you know, uh, and that was the, the second one we did. And, um, after the success of the uh, the first one, you know, I didn't think anything was going like, to kind of match. I was like, the first one's always the biggest one, the best one. And then this one came along, and was even better. And like um like I said, I'm an anime head anyway. So like I I watched, originally just started watching it to hear the songs and see how they looked on the show and everything. And then that naturally made me watch the show. And like the whole concept is, is crazy, man. Like the, if you guys get a chance, definitely check it out. Like the. The concept of the show is, like, uh, this dude gets frozen in time and like, a stone, and then, like, he awakens, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years later, but, like, the apocalypse has already happened, so this dude that was frozen in time has to teach everybody, like, how to do basic shit, like, oh, how to wow. make things, oh, no and shit. to do all this stuff, and, like, uh, the main song uh, that plays when he's, like, teaching people is, is my solo track on the soundtrack, where it's, like, uh, it's called I'm a Human. And uh, it's pretty much just showing like other humans how to do basic basic things, man. And it's it's, it's pretty dope. It's awesome. It's cool. Hell yeah! i have definitely got to check it out. Yeah, it's on. I a, think, you could, like if you go on like demand, it's on. It's on Adult Swim right now. I yes. think
1: I I don't I don't have on demand, but I got Hulu. I think I got Adult Swim on Hulu. Word. So yes,
4: I'll, definitely I'll
1: definitely. On oh, I definitely. Oh, I could probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, would I be able to catch it on YouTube if I can't catch it anywhere else? Probably.
4: Yeah, you'll find it.
1: Yeah, one way or another I'll find, it. I'll find so, it. So
2: just think if you definitely look it up, it'll it'll be somewhere for sure.
1: Yeah. Learn. Hell yeah. So uh, what uh so obviously um uh, we had talked about you releasing some new records soon um hopefully um uh, you know the the Dusty Stereo where would that be on? Aztec of hybrid thoughts. Aztec from hybrid Aztec, thoughts, yeah. Is, it's funny, so it's actually that,
2: Aztec from Hybrid Thoughts. And I know like typically when like a dude from a group puts me, it's like of the group, but uh this once again was you know the label. So uh that happened with the Dr. Stone stuff, because that's how they credited me as yeah. Aztec from Hybrid Thoughts, and that's where the bigger numbers were coming from. So like if I'm gonna verify any name, it's gonna be that name because that's right. the name that's getting all the numbers. So right, right. Um, I was gonna so, say
1: that's that's your that's where yeah. everyone can Aztec find it. Aztec
2: from Hybrid Thoughts is the one.
1: So. And is that on um, – I mean, I got Spotify, so that's what I'm looking at. But yeah, is Spotify.
4: There's that, that everywhere? Yeah, that, that
2: stretches to all the streaming stuff, yeah. But uh, Spotify is what I use as the indicator definitely. I feel like that's what everybody uses mostly. So. Right. Yeah.
4: Pretty much, yeah.
2: Awesome. Yeah, all so. that's on there. All the soundtrack work's on there. Uh-huh. Perfect. I put a single out on there like a month ago it was actually like an old track I had laying around that I that I just decided to put out so um probably do a lot of that during this too I got a lot of stuff that never came out like I said so I'm just gonna kind of gradually just keep putting stuff out just to kind of keep keep some stuff generating man, you know
1: exactly stay staying relevant you know not not like you're not staying relevant between everything else that you're doing but you know, at least like like you said, you know, keep dropping the solo stuff keep, out there, yeah. or, and even if it's not solo, keep dropping the stuff. Everything, you know, it all. It's all. A, I don't want to make it sound like a means to an end, but you know, it's all. It's all part of the process. You know, it is for the love of the game, as they say. It is. So we. Uh, I mean, I I got no more questions. Um, I yeah, ask you a lot of I ask you questions, anyways, when I see you. So, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but as as far as uh, my questions, I think I think I've exhausted my questions. I will put you on the spot I'm definitely good. enough enough good, times man.
4: tonight. Uh, this is we're, we're <laughs> at a good we're at a good amount of time right now. It's been like an hour and a half hour, a no little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm we definitely pre-
0: sick of everyone here. No, I'm. Just yeah, kidding. I'm. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm fucking done. No <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> no, no, this has been good. This has uh, been good. Thank you for so coming we, on. Yeah, thank yeah, you all, man. Appreciate this dope. it. This was
1: dope. Thank you. Yeah, so it was when awesome. uh um, yeah, thank you. We gotta have you come back on, you know, when um I mean when the quarantine's over we can all get together. Yeah, man, I back. can't wait
4: to start doing actual podcasts together yeah. again, you know. It's then,
1: gonna be great. I know. <laughs> I know. Look at his fucking screen behind him. Look at him. I, I
2: know, Boston right? I got park this thing, and now I'm the
4: only one that can use it.
2: <laughs>
4: it's just... it's I got this... you, you like my sign, too? I know, dude. <laughs> you Social guys... distancing? Six I stole that from work.
1: I bet you did. Did you pull it right <laughs> off the floor?
4: No, it was there. Was some extra ones in the back room. Nice. Yep, nice. grabbed it, put it under my jacket, walked out. There you go. Yep. Well, um, yeah, got we'll that part. Uh, out. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. They don't <laughs> when,
1: care. <laughs> but when we, uh, when we're all good with this Corona stuff, and we can all start, you know, chilling again, uh, we'll definitely have to have you back
4: on, and um, you know, yeah, for, sure. for sure, promote some new new work for you. And definitely uh, trying to catch a yeah. show too when those start happening again. Yeah, yes, 100%. exactly.
2: 100%. Well,
1: uh, well, we appreciate you, and I'll definitely be sending you some beats too. Don't worry yeah, about no that. Do it. I'll, I'll be in touch, all right? Yeah, you guys, you guys got to get a track together.
2: 100%. Sure. We'll make it happen yeah, for sure. Word.
1: Yes, we will. Maybe even quarantined.
3: Yeah, I'm with it. <laughs> all right. You have be. a good day. Right. Peace, man. All right. Peace. Peace. Thank, you. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.